All right. Wait till part two. Welcome to part two. All right, welcome to part two. I'm part. Um, that's more of the bogle. Probably not pronounced bogle. It's probably pronounced boggle, to be honest. I think it's Beaujolais. You're, you're dead ass? No. It might be. It's definitely not boggle. It could be Beaujolais, though. Beaujolais. It sounds best. Vineyards, whatever. Um, um, but so the yeah, process, so the process kind of is, uh, is, is meeting its demise, it seems. Um, no, I, I would say that the process, um, it's not the, no, 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 it's, it's not that the process is over. The process has been over for a few years now. Um, for those of you who don't know what the process Maybe is. Maybe the commitment to the process is over. No, no, I think that the experiment that is the process didn't yield positive results relatively, because it obviously did. The, the guys are no longer ass. They're good. I mean, good. they're good, but I would argue they viciously are underperforming. Oh, my God, yeah. So for, so for those of you who don't know what the process is, the Philadelphia 76ers of the National Basketball Association used to be a very um, decent basketball team in the early, late 2000s, Historically, early 2010s. they're a well-renowned franchise. Oh, my God, they're one of the most winningest franchises. But um, the start of last decade... They were okay, and then they started to suck, right? And so basically, this at the moment, as far as I, I know, in the moment of sports, it was losing was never embraced. And the front office, probably to an extent the players, or at least the players who the front office decided to put out on the court, were kind of committed to losing. Like, they were just bad. Tanking. Yeah, so they were tanking. So basically, Coin in, the, the, term, in really. the NBA, when you're bad you have a chance. So it's not guaranteed like football where the worst team has the best spot. You have a chance of getting a top pick. And like it kind of goes without saying in basketball, especially if you get a top pick, it's likely that you get a very good player. Usually, right? And so their their mindset was we're going to be continually bad for a few years, rack up some good players, and then, you know, mano y mano will no longer be bad. Um, so facto. Yeah, ipso facto. So the first, okay, actually, a little bit more context. Um, recently, the Philadelphia 76ers fired Brett Brown. Brett Brown was the process coach. Long time coming. How, yeah. long, how long was he the coach? I believe. I want to say six years. Yes, I believe it started in 13, 14. And uh, me and Sam were talking about this yesterday. I think Brett Brown only lasted that long because, so obviously when you hire a coach, you think he's a good coach. There's no fucking reason to fire him. I know exactly. Like he was the coach when they were bad, but they were the players were so bad that there was no way they could blame it on Brett Brown. So then they figured they would just keep him around and give it a shot. I think part of that is like he's what also you, a big players coach. I've heard. Oh yeah, but like, what do you tell the guy? Like, yeah, we're gonna hire you. Um, you're gonna be bad, and then once we're good, we're gonna get rid of you. You can't tell him that, right? It, it hurts the culture, and plus, it probably. Well, I mean, in the first place, you you only hire a coach if you think. I'm sure every GM, when they hire a coach, they have the thought in mind that this is my guy for the next 10 years. No, I agree. I don't, th- I don't think any coach hires someone with the thought that I'm going to get rid of him in two years. Yeah. I mean, but also the, the question of what coach success is is obviously very different. In this and case... That's a case-by-case thing. In this case, success was marked by, do the players like you? Do the fans like you? Does the ownership like do you? Do I like you as a GM? Yeah. And um, are we fulfilling the goal of tanking, right? So... 2013-14 season comes around, which by now is forever ago. And this is the first year that they are committed to sucking, right? So they draft. And that you know what? Actually, that being said, I think what's funny about the process is that 
it's going to be, unless one of them comes out and says it, it's going to be a big question mark to say when did they think it was going to realistically end? Because there are a few times during the timeline of this process where I think realistically they thought, okay, we have it now. <laughs> but it actually never worked out for a slew of reasons. A lot of the people that they picked didn't work out. A lot of players that they picked got hurt. And so it's, it, it's really an interesting and then they story. Some way. Yeah, so it's an interesting timeline. So 13 14. Notable for the Sixers tying Cleveland's NBA record for most consecutive losses. They lost 26 straight games at one point. At one point, this is actually good news, right? They started 14 and 31 out of 45 games. That's what their start was. Good news. That was good news. Yeah. They finished after that for the last 37, 5 and 32. So they won 19 games. Keep in mind, this is not their worst season. This is not their worst season. In fact, they were actually the only second-to-worst team in so the who, East. So who'd they pick? Is this when they picked uh, Carter Williams? So start getting into this year. Okay, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll talk about the draft picks every year. It's part of the process, right? So this is going to be a process episode. It's not a specific year. We'll talk about the process. process episode. So coming into this year, this is who they picked. Michael Carter Williams. With what number? 11. 11, okay. The year before, they weren't terrible. Um, well, they were, but not terrible. Keep in mind, keep in mind, actually, that it's important to be said the 2013 draft is historically bad. This is the draft Anthony Bennett went first. Naturally. Yeah, so this draft is actually regarded as one of the worst all time. Just to give people some context of who was drafted um, this year, Bennett, Oladipo, KCP, CJ McCollum, Giannis actually was drafted. But the people you know, who some of those players ain't bad. But no, but the people who were picked high were bad. It was Anthony Bennett was picked, Otto Porter was number three pick, Cody Zeller was a four pick, Alex Len was a five pick, Nerlens Noel was a six pick. Um, who actually he was there too. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight is incredibly twenty twenty. But regardless, right? So they get uh, Carter Williams, Glenn Rice Jr., Pierre Jackson, Nerlens Noel. Not terrible, but you have a roster that has some questionable folks, right? So Nerlens is their kind of a high pick out. Nerlens out. Michael Carter Williams starts the season with an excitement. He almost has a quad. He was good, dude. In his first career basketball game, I'll never forget this. It was against the Miami Heat. He almost has a quadruple well, dude, double. Because this was like kind of the peak of when I was like really into fantasy basketball. Yeah, and he was a fucking stud. He no, he he actually was a, a stat sheet stuffer. Stuffing but it. looking well, back on he? it. It was probably because the season, I think he was rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. Yeah. I was about to say that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got Thad Young, Tony Roten. And actually, you know what? I'm not even going to name the notables. I'm going to name the unnotables, people who disappeared but were like actually playing significant minutes. Casper Ware, Jarvis Vernando, <laughs> Hollis Thompson, Adonis Thompson, Henry Sims. Arnett Moultrie is a hilarious one. That's always funny to me. But regardless, team sucked, right? And... As much as I shit on these guys, the, the process, I think, will always hold a special place in my heart because I was actually a Celtics fan, whatever. But the Sixers, we good then either. the Sixers will always be, I think, my second favorite team because during this time when they sucked, I was always watching them, always watching them. It was, like, entertaining to me. I watched them in person, like, eight times <laughs> during the process. So it's like they, they'll be in my memory for that. I can't support a winning Sixers team. The next year... Eight wins, right? They draft. Eight? Sorry, sorry, sorry. 18 wins. 18 wins. This is the year, actually, they draft Embiid. 
But he was hurt for he, the year. He's hurt for the year. So he's out with foot and back issues. The famous 76ers imposed red shirt. Exactly. They also trade Michael Carter Williams away this year. They started this season 0-17. That's hard to do. They won their first game in December. Season starts in October, everyone. That's a long time without a win. Uh, so, yeah, they finished 18 and 64. Not great. In terms of the, the laughables on the roster, we had a Furkan fur, Aldemir, <laughs> um, Jakar Sampson. You, you really loved these boys, didn't you? Oh, I, I love Sam, them. Sam's giggling over No, there. I, it's, it's to Noah's point, when I actually do find it hilarious. I love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I came up here to UMass when I was in high school, and I watched a preseason game at the Mullins. Between that was the, my freshman year, yeah. Between the Celtics and the Sixers. And the people who were on the court, I shoot you, it was hilarious. It's actually hilarious. Both sides, like, who the fuck is playing? <laughs> who the fuck's playing? 15-16. Well, who do they pick coming off that year? Oh, yeah, so... 15-16 coming off this year. This is when they pick Okafor, right? Jeez. So they got Okafor. Swing and a miss. And it, n- Tell me who they could have had at one. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Who who'd they miss out on? I guess this is the, the first draft where that matters. So this is the 2016 draft. They take Okafor at three. Obviously, who they missed out on. Wait. Oh, wait. Let me look at the 2015 draft. Sorry. 2015 draft. They have the three pick. So... Sure, they missed out on Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, but that's due to um, the freaking the freaking lottery, right? But this is who they passed up on. Kristaps Porzingis could have helped. Devin Booker could have helped. helped. That would have been a squad. Even Rozier could have helped, right? So they, they, they miss out on some guys um, regardless. So this year, this is the season – that is kind of like, it's an interesting standing point from when you view it as an outside fan, because this is kind of, to me, the last year of, quote-unquote, the process. Because the following year, they draft Ben Simmons, right? So this is the, the last year but where they're truly terrible. Wrong, the first, they had Ben Simmons red shirt. You no, know, they did. They did. But now it's like it starts to look like the roster has like some direction, because now right. you have Simmons and you have Embiid. And I, they might have even kept Okafor, right? So... They are bad this season. In fact, they finished the season ten and seventy-two. And I don't think Embiid played much. I think no. he went the double red shirt. Yeah, Embiid did not play much. He was also hurt. So now people are wondering: Is Embiid like? Are they going to trade Embiid? Good. Keep in mind, Elton Brand is on this uh, roster, right? He ends up becoming their GM, if I'm correct. Really? You know, throughout that whole thing, I had a real soft spot for Thad Young. Me too. I Thad Young. Like, was I always great. liked that. You know who I loved on these teams was T.J. McConnell. He was a fan yeah, favorite. I go was. down to Philadelphia. They loved him every time he got in the game. Oh um, so yeah, the last real year of the process to me is the next season, twenty-eight and fifty-four. Um, Progress. Ben Simmons breaks his foot, so he doesn't play the entirety of the season. So it's their fourth straight season where a top pick gets hurt. Nerlens, Embiid, Okafor. And now Simmons, right? So in hindsight, those guys four together, would they be great? Probably not. But it's, you know, what's it's going what on there? What is going on there, I think right? the what if is what, and like the, the, the realm of doubt is what, what was surrounding them. Yeah. And so this season, um, in, t- in terms of draft picks, right? Sarek, Dario Sarek. Uh, he was actually drafted the year before, but he was overseas or whatever. So he's a draft and stash. Solid player. Um, they add... 
it's, it's I'm laughing about it because it's funny because we're reporting this like it's news and it's <laughs> but it's like Jared they add, in free agency they add Jared Bayless and Sergio Rodriguez and Gerald Henderson Jr. If my Celtics added those three players right now, I would riot. But that those are huge improvements for these guys. And they draft Ben Simmons number one, obviously, um, Timothy Luwawu Cabarro and Furkan Korkmaz. Korkmaz. So. Um, this is the first year that Embiid actually starts to play. They finished 28 and 54. Not terrible. That is almost triple the amount of wins. Exactly. So 2017, 18, they finished 52 and 30, right? So the, this, the process is actually pretty much that done. That was the first year they played the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah. So th- right now, it's pretty much done. What's funny, though, is Well, they, the thing is, or no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the pick that could have been Tatum was the Sixers pick. It was. Um, but we would have picked him anyway at one. It's just we traded down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that being said, this this is the first year that you had faults. Well, what were we, we going to say before? Before we even talk about what faults. was I going to say? Um, the thing was about that first fifty win season. They were the hottest team in the league the second half of the year. Oh yeah, I mean they started, they started the season off twenty five and twenty five, and then they finished twenty seven and five. They were like the, the best defense in the league that year. Yeah. So they, they closed the regular season out on a 16-game win streak, right? That's what it was. So they're unbelievably hot. They're the three seed. Losing five to the Cs, of course, in the conference we semifinals. We were the six? Oh, no, we were the two. We were conference the two. semifinals. Conference yeah. semifinals. But, yeah, Toronto's one. We're the two. Sixers are the three. This is Markel Fultz's rookie year. Now, for anybody who knows, Markel Fultz got the yips. This was hilarious. I guarantee it wouldn't have happened if he came to Beantown. No, we we need to see a 30 for 30 for this. What what do you think went wrong there? Give us give some background first. I personally wanted Markel Fultz or Josh Jackson. Well, no. Okay, Good so, thing I'm not a fucking GM. No, to that to that point, it probably went without saying that Markel Fultz was a very good basketball player, right? He was the best player in that draft. Markel Fultz. Tatum wasn't even on my radar. No. Mar- Anybody's radar. Markel Fultz, Washington, he was like jo- what John ja Morant was to that small school John ja Morant played for. Yeah. Morris, Mur- Mur- Murray State or whatever. Like, State. I mean, dude, Tatum wasn't even the best player on Duke. Correct no. me if I'm wrong. No, no, he, he really wasn't. Tatum wasn't. Um, Tatum obviously blew up, right? So they take Markel Fultz number one, but in, it, it's funny because in hindsight – it's not terrible what they did. It's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. He was like the consensus one. Even looking back on it, it's like, sure, they could have had, obviously, Tatum. Lonzo Ball kind of sucks. They could have had De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac, um, Dennis, Dennis Smith sucks. But, you know, they could also had Mitchell, Bam. So there's, there's some players that they maybe missed out on, but it's like, at the time, great pick. They draft him. Kid gets the yips and forgets, actually... Forgets how to play basketball. Forgets how to even dribble. No, seriously, it, it was like that bad. So I, there's a lot of speculation about what happened. I'm going to put out a rumor there that I probably believe, allegedly, right? So there's – obviously, you get drafted to a team. The teams have their own trainers. Markel also has his own personal trainer. Maybe it's like his uncle or some shit like that. He's always had this guy. That's his trainer. It's similar to how Brady has that, like, uh, Guerrero guy. Exactly, yeah. So it's like this is his, like, his personal trainer. And so – Markel's getting pulled kind of in both directions by these different trainings, and it's not really working out for his mentals. This is a young kid. And then I read a report 
currently a rumor, never been confirmed. I'm sure it'll come out one day. Somebody in Philadelphia is involved in a motorcycle accident and flees the scene. And you, you think that was Mark Hell? You know, I can't. Are we putting out a conspiracy theory right now? Technically. This and might go viral. And I can't. This, not that we aren't already. No, and I can't. Yeah, we have millions of listeners. But I can't do it now. But when I, I saw this probably around the time that everyone was confused about it. And the person who pieced the conspiracy together and made unbelievable sense. The guy flees the scene. The, reg- the person who registered the vehicle is somehow tied to faults. Maybe he shouldn't have been driving in the first place. It violates an NBA contract. And he's, it crashes, right? So there's an injury involved, but now he can't report the injury. So there's, sticky a, situation. there's a sticky situation going on here where now the guy already was kind of not sure how to shoot. And then now he physically cannot shoot. And now to rehabilitate him, he doesn't know which direction to go. So unbelievable confusion. Long story short, the kid fucking sucks. Now, you know, I can say that now because I no longer feel bad for him because he's playing well. He's in Orlando now, and he's playing well. But beforehand, the yippies. We got a live caller. Live caller, my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Should I pick it up? Yeah. I'm not doing that. Maybe another time. Um, But, yeah, so that's 2017-18, which is great. They lose in five to the Seas, which is delicious to say. Um, 18-19, so this is last year, not this current season. First year without LeBron in the East. This is when they lose to seven with uh, this dude's shot, right? So they won 51 games again. Not unbelievable. So this is why I say the process kind of ended. But they add Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Yes. Okay. So, yes, you're 100% right. To me, the process ends in like 16, 17, I think. The year Ben Simmons actually plays is kind of the end of the process because now they have direction. This, to me... hopefully when we look back on it, is the best year of the process. You oh, have, no doubt. You have Embiid, you have Simmons, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Tobias Harris. They don't have Horford yet, but still. I mean, still. dude, this team like, was, a master, was a masterpiece by their GM. 100%. They were unreal. And yeah. they, had, they had J.J. Redick. 100%. This is, this is like... There's, <laughs> the NBA is funny because you... There's a lot of talented teams, but there's only a few championship teams, which I think contributes to why some casuals don't like it because you kind of know who's going to win. This, to me, was a championship team. I, was, I wasn't bearish on the Celtics, but I wasn't like, these guys, the Celtics are a championship team by any means. But to me, I was like, the Sixers are fucking good. The Sixers they are had good. elite defense. Jimmy Butler shot making and beat inside. Hundred percent. Nobody can stop Simmons on the break. You have to. You have to keep AJ in mind. Redick. This team was one game away from the conference finals. And Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris had the year of his life. Yeah, Butler and Bead, Harris, Simmons. Right. So this team is good. They got good surrounding pieces. Like you said, JJ Redick, Mike Scott wasn't bad. They even had fucking Boban. Right. Like this team is good. Granted, Boban's not great. Regardless, this is the best year of the process. They still can't figure it out. So we get to present day, 2019-20. Get the brooms. 2019-20. Get the brooms they ready. look good. We don't once. know if we need the brooms yet, but get the brooms ready. We're going to walk through the story. Okay. So the season starts kind of magically, right? So you trade Jimmy Butler. No, Jimmy walked. Oh, sorry. You're right. Jimmy walks. But then you but add Horford. And Wait. sign and lock up Harris to a max. A max, right. Yeah, exactly. So... It, on paper, it looks fine because I think the narrative too is Butler is a cancer. Butler wasn't that great. Blah blah blah. So Meanwhile, you, he's the only guy on that team that can close a game. Oh my god, yeah. So you got kind of a regular same squad as last year, right? 
And this lose JJ Redick though. All I mean, they won forty three games. So now we talk about the fact that they suck. Well, they're, they're the sixth game, seed. Forty three games is an asterisk. Yes, this whole season. Bubble. Yeah, the whole bu- so the whole they probably would have won like forty eight, forty nine. Yeah, the whole season is indeed an asterisk. But you look at a team that was thirty one and four. People thought Horford and Embiid were going to be like the best front court in the league. Thirty one and four at home. That's elite. Twelve and twenty six away. How does that happen? How, How does, does that, that happen? happen? How does that happen? And keep in mind, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure everybody fucking knows this. Like I said, uh, 17, 18 is probably the last year of the true process, quote unquote. Ben Simmons, who it, it's funny now, like, I, I, don't, I don't want to call myself a sports analyst, but it's funny now critiquing don't these. Don't discredit yourself like that. No, I won't. But it's funny now critiquing these <laughs> athletes because Ben Simmons is like our age, right? So I've been watching Ben Simmons for a while. When he was in high school, he played at Montverde. He went to college at LSU. Ben Simmons was a problem. He's a 6'8", 6'7", guy, 6'8", probably closer to 6'9". Plays kind of like LeBron. Plays incredible defense. Great passer. Finishes at the rim. Unbelievable passer. And in high school, reliable shot. Which, uh, which makes me think it's a Philly thing. Gets to the NBA and... I cannot stress this enough, no. I've actually, I've seen him play when he was in high school with my own eyes. <laughs> I've seen, I watched him at LSU the whole time he was there. The guy can shoot a three-pointer, right? If you put him in an empty gym and you say, Ben, take 20 shots, he's going to hit 16 of them. Seriously. The guy can shoot a three. You, some of the listeners, maybe you're a casual. This is, might sound unbelievable to you. The guy gets the NBA his first three seasons doesn't even attempt a shot. Dude, I'm telling you, it is something they are doing in Philly that is just like... Their player development is screwed up. We it need all to starts s- with Brett Brown. We need to start the conspiracy theory. What we is going on with that player development? launch a in full-scale investigation. Yeah, Re- the, real, the time, MB- real time ink. The NBA is a suspect. The <laughs> NBA is a suspect. This this guy gets in the NBA. And don't get me you know you know it's funny. That team should have at least made one conference finals by now. If you I love basketball. I really do. I think it comes out when I talk about it because when when you guys bring up other sports, I want to be involved. I I'll do better. But if you watch me play basketball, right? I think my player comp is kind of Ben Simmons. I Give like me that. A no, break. no, 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 no. Well, listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm a very good passer. I try very hard on defense, and I can finish at the rim. But to add to the comparison of Ben Simmons, I'm a very, I'm a not very good, but I'm a better than average mid range shooter, right? Like when mid-range I'm mid range game. Totally yeah, does. I have the mid range game. The line actually does add a little bit of complication to me, which I, I and no, but I'm trying to like reason with Simmons here. I don't understand why I can clearly shoot when I'm a step in, but I can't shoot about the line. That being said, I don't get paid to play basketball. You know, what I mean, it's not my job. So the fact that Simmons and it's still ha- in your head, no, seriously, and the fact that Simmons has a psychological issue about the NBA line, which is not that far away. So I didn't watch him at all at LSU. Did he shoot another LSU? He shot threes. Keep in mind, the, the college three-pointer is like three inches back from the, the high school one. So it probably was familiar territory. What happened? And, and the reason I bring this up, Noah, you can add to this, is this, to me, I think, contributes. The, the, the whole process, 
quote unquote the process. There's so many things wrong with it. You you build a team through the draft and free agency that is supposed to work, but they get on the court together, they can't fucking play. Dude, it's coaching. Ben, well, yeah, coaching is no. I agree with you. Go ahead with that. Go ahead with that. Brett Brown is not meant to coach that team, and they should have realized it sooner. Bet Brett Brown is not a championship. And coach. now they're in this position where instead of moving forward with two great young players in Simmons and Embiid, they're locked into Horford and Tobias Harris. That's going to be the aftermath we talked about. Two mid-level guys, and now they got a pick between Simmons and Embiid. I don't don't know where we are with time, but there's a lot left to be said. So in terms of play style, right, and Ben's – sorry, Brett Brown, you have Ben Simmons who does not shoot the ball, doesn't shoot threes. In the bubble, I think he he hit one, or maybe even before the bubble ended, he finally so hit a three. So much so that you do not even have to guard the man. No, yes, it's actually embarrassing. There There's was that video of LeBron basically standing in the paint while Simmons is at the three point line, and dude, at least shoot it. Who gives a shit? If you're gonna make it, just shoot <laughs> well, it, man. Well, well no, I want to add to that because Brett Brown goes on record. And obviously, it's like, you know, you, when you're the coach, obviously, there's a playing, but you also have to manage PR. Everybody in the NBA talks to the press. He goes on record to say, I want Ben Simmons to shoot the ball at least three times a game. That's what he says, right? So now, Ben Simmons, who clearly has some psychological block, the same block that they manifested in Markel Fultz, is afraid to shoot. And now his coach is on record pressuring him to shoot. You think that's going to fucking help the guy? The only reason he's shooting the ball in Orlando is no one's fucking there, right? So that, that's one thing. And then you talk about the other corner piece of that franchise, Joel Embiid. The, the NBA right now, it's a guard league. Joel Embiid is one of the most unguardable players in the league. Joel Embiid, bar maybe Jokic, probably Anthony Davis. Embiid is the best paint Beast in the league. Embiid is thick, bro. Embiid Nobody's is... Nobody's moving that, man. Anthony Davis can shoot. Jochic can pass. They're both decent. Obviously, Anthony Davis is a really good defender. Jochic, not really. But regardless, Dave, uh, Embiid sorry, is the best paint beast in the league. No one can guard him in the, in the paint, right? The dude is allergic to <laughs> abusing those dude, mismatches. He'll, he'll go... Game will start. First five minutes, feed Embiid. Feed Embiid Eats in the low. paint. He'll get like twelve points in the first five minutes, and then he'll just start taking step back threes. It's no, it's it's actually like it's actually disrespectful, I think, to the game of basketball and to his own legacy. And this kind of comes down to the Brett Brown can't coach. Embiid is giving his defenders a break every possession and where not he's like, to say he can't shoot. He can shoot fine, but he can get whatever he wants inside the circle. No, yeah, exactly. So the the process. And maybe maybe we, should, maybe we should be investigative journalists because the process from 20... What was the first year we said? 2013, 13, 14, 14. There's a break in 17, 18 where it officially, to me, ends. And then there's the few years where they're playoff teams. The process is so fundamentally flawed because nothing's working out. In fact, something that has to be said... It's, like, laughable. Sam Hinkey, Hickey, Hinky, I believe. He's the former GM, I think, before Elton Brand. He is actually the architect of the process, they get rid of him. What is going on? And, and see, how do you get rid of Hinky but not get rid of Brett Brown? What? What? Let's. You're a Sixers fan. What do you say? What do you think is going on in your your organization? And it, the funniest thing is they, they they've got all the players talking about it. Embiid say, Embiid's tweeting, trust the process. 
Okay, let's talk now about um, they just got swept by the Celtics. God bless. Which seems to be the conclusion. And to wrap up here, because we could go all day yeah. literally on this, but we don't want to suck up your whole, your yeah. whole commute. Yeah let's, yeah, let's make it brief. Um, swept by the Celtics. Like, four bad losses, I would say. Granted, be- because they were, they were winnable. I think the Celtics were probably the better team, but the Sixers, it's not like we, like, bent them over and spanked them up. You know what I mean? Like, they should have probably beat us a few times. They yeah, didn't have Ben Simmons. The series probably should have gone at least five. They right? didn't have Ben Simmons, but I don't think they needed Ben Simmons. Let's talk. I'm going to talk right now about the 1920 Philadelphia Sixers. They constructed a team that... Ben Simmons was playing. He got hurt, so he actually stopped playing. But you have Simmons, you have Embiid, you have Horford, you have um, and, uh, sorry Harris, right? Tobias Harris. They can legitimately when I when even when I say those four people, right? Simmons doesn't fucking shoot. Embiid's a paint beast, but he shoots a lot. Harris is a mid-level player, and Horford, who's supposed to be this great, he was a great defender in the Boston Celtics. Couldn't hit the outside shot. Did none of that in Philly. You surround that core with. Listen to this. And it's, I feel like I'm passionate about it because I actually, I was hoping for the best for these Sixers. You surround them with a core that cannot shoot the basketball (laughs) and there's legitimately no point guard on that team. Actually, there's zero point guards on that team. So there's no one actually running the fucking show. The whole thing's a shit show. The whole thing's a shit show. So Brett Brown gets fired maybe a few days ago last week, whatever. The question is, and I'll try to make it brief, but what do you do? Well, not even what do you do. Who do, do we, you pick? Do we go three parts? Do who we do go you th- pick? Do we go three parts? You might have to. Who Let's do you go- pick? In this draft? No. Who do you pick? Embiid or Simmons? You got to pick. See, I think that's a little bit of a false And di- do they trade? I think you get rid of Tobias. See, I think it's a bit of a false dichotomy that you have to pick between Embiid and Simmons. I think... And I'm hoping if they, well, if they, they financially cannot pay them both. No, but if you have even a shred of, if in that front office, if you have a shred of fucking common sense, what do you do? Right, you're thinking, okay, the year before we're very close to the conference finals. This year we obviously get fucking swept, right? Embiid and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, depoy candidate, obviously fucking good at basketball. Ben Simmons. Should be first team All NBA, right? You, you need to literally put a stamp on that paperwork and say these guys are untouchable. I would say you have to figure out a way to make those two work. You, and if I was a, I'm a, I'm a closeted Sixers fan, but if I was an overt Sixers fan, I would say. If my front office, and I'm in the same camp as you, I actually do think that they might be exploring breaking it up, right? If I'm an actual not-closet Sixers fan, I say to my front office, if you move one of them, before you move Harris and Horford, I'm taking my talents <laughs> to any other team. Seriously, it's, it's like the Knicks dilemma. I think we call it the Knicks dilemma. I do think partially, I do think you owe it I think you've got to give it one year with a new coach. I think maybe get rid of Horford. Get rid of Horford. He's fucking useless. Get rid of Horford. And he's just eating cap. Like, go get rid of Horford and sign some shooters and then give it a go with, like, Tobias, Ben, and Embiid and some shooters. To add to that, and this is, this is kind of why I think we're looking at a part three because I'm entering rant territory, is Sim, or sorry, not Simmons, Harris and uh, Horford. 
right now, how I see it, thinking of all 30 teams in the league, they probably, probably have the worst two contracts in the league. Is Harris's deal that bad? Yes. Harris isn't a max player, but it, that goes back to the whole cap thing. Like, if the Sixers don't sign him to a max, somebody's going to. No, 100%. But, but it's, so, it's almost sometimes more about money. Think about it like this. Nobody disputes how much money you're paying Harden, LeBron, KD, because guess what? They kind of match that value. And if for some odd reason you wanted to move LeBron, you probably get some sort of value back. But from the Sixers' perspective, yes, they're paying Harris a lot of money, Horford also. The thing is, it's kind of now known in the public discourse that they're not worth that money. So for the Sixers, you're in, <laughs> like there needs to be a case study on they this. They certainly bought high. No, they, there needs to be a case study on this. This might be one of the toughest front office predicaments in major sports in a long time because it's public knowledge these guys kind of aren't great. And so you only take on either one of those contracts if you think it's worth it for, for one of those guys to kind of push you over the edge because it's not like they're expiring deals. Sometimes you take an expiring deal. Sure, I'll pay some guy. That's guys. what we did with Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'll take a guy who's getting paid $30 million this year because you know he's off your books next year. No one's going to take a long-term bad deal unless it comes with something else, and you shouldn't move – Ben or Embiid. So who do you partner with Harris and Horford when you move them? Fucking Furkan? Seriously, who, 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 do you, who do you move? And they don't have good draft they picks. They gave up, playoff they gave team. up Covington. Like. And it's not like, I'm, I'm trying to think about it in like realistic terms. It's not like, it's not like you can add a draft pick to that. Well, They're a good me, team. To me, as currently... Um, Situated, they are a perennial three to six seed, and like they'll never get out of the semifinals. I like it's in a t- it's a really tough spot I think for these guys because. And is that a bad thing? Well, look at it like this: you have Tobias Harris realistically locked up until twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. We'll be kind of old men by then. You have Horford and Embiid tied up until 2022, 2023. You have Ben Simmons tied up until 2024, 2025. So without doing anything, they at least have these guys until next year, right? They can keep pretty much the entirety of their team until next year. I think you could move Harris and get something valuable back. I don't know about Horford. I don't, th- I don't think people want the to The NBA salary cap's $120 million dollars. Find a team that is willing to commit a quarter of their cap to Harris, who I don't think is a bad basketball player. Maybe Philadelphia is not for him, but Harris got I mean, paid. He played great last year. Harris got paid a lot of money, so to me, it only makes sense to move him if you think that he's gonna, like. You know who should take him? Like the Phoenix Suns, right, or something like that. Like you're not terrible. Maybe you need another guy to help out. Don't ben. have much money on the books. Yeah, maybe maybe you take him, but it's like. Do you take him until 2024, 25? You have to pay Booker. You have to pay Aiton. It's like, it's, it's really a dilemma. Somebody ought to do a, a case study on this. Who can you move? What, what can you do? You know, what we'll really have to do is do a, another episode on the, the five-year anniversary of 
of the true conclusion of the process. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I, all I have to say now. I imagine we're over time, but they're in a pickle. They're in a fucking pickle. You know, maybe we're coming up on that time in the 2K league, Sam. Or it gets the one process. Of us, one of us might have to hop in and be the Sixers. You know, you know, even besides that point, for one, when the PlayStation 5 comes out, we're going to put on an unbelievable spectacle and cinematics. <laughs> like, you're going to be the drama, the excitement, the fanfare. They fix the fucking mode. Um, yeah, they don't care. But it's, it's like some of these decisions seem easy to us, right? But, like, when you face the financial consequences of obviously, like, People's jobs are at stake. Well, yeah, and there's the law of kind of large numbers where, like, eventually large numbers loses a bit of value to us the more we say them. But, like, if you are the person who handles the payroll at freaking Philadelphia, you're paying these guys 130 mil right already right now, total, the entirety of your squad, 130 million, most of it tied up to Tobias Harris. And I sound like Stephen A. Smith, but... Anybody with a shred of common sense knows that ain't the best player on your squad. <laughs> Next year, that goes up to $147 million. Listen, I'll buy a hot dog or a burger when I go to a game. Maybe I'll get a few beers. Obviously, you buy the ticket. But after a while, that amount of money is just a fucking financial drain. You play in a big market that's Philadelphia, sure. You will always have fans. Even when they sucked, the place was always packed. That's what I love about Philly. Their fans love the game of basketball. But if you're the person actually writing these checks, you have to say, why would I pay Tobias Harris $30 million to give me 14 and 7 when I could pay a guy $8 million to do that? Probably less. Well, the thing was, like, they, they were good this year. They won. You don't win 31 games at home, like, by accident. Um, okay. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, like... To me, I think they do still have some shred of hope where they're going to be like, okay, we were very good at home and fired our coach. Maybe that's a fix. Two, we did we missed Ben Simmons in the playoffs. Um, so I don't think all hope is lost for Philly. And I hate the Sixers, but... No, you know what? In, that, in those few sentences you just spit, it made me think. I actually agree with you. I actually agree with you. I think that worst technically realistically case scenario, but worst case scenario, you already can't move a lot of those contracts. Harris kind of sucked this year. You're not going to get a great return. Horford was very bad. Came off the bench You're not going to get a great return. You already have these guys all tied up for next year. You've already fired the coach. So if we're focusing on Brett Brown being the reason they were bad, you replace... a great scapegoat for the players. Yeah, no, 100%. Replace Brett Brown. You still have these guys on contract. Worst case scenario next season is that they're just as bad, maybe worse than this year. You already couldn't move them this year. Better case scenario, this best case scenario is probably unlikely. Better case scenario, Harris and Horford play better. The whole team is better. I mean, I think I can't, like, a new coach could make them one seed. They really could. No, I agree. Anything can happen. So right now, if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, I take off my tinfoil hat. I get out of panic mode, and I say... It's quite the 180 from where you were about... No, no, I was. I was a fear monger five minutes ago. But I'm going to hit the 180 on this switch. Do not blow this up. Because after what you went through for the process, it goes without saying, Embiid, generational player. Ben Simmons, generational player. Could probably shoot more jump shots. 
you can't do shit about the two bad contracts you have. Find a way to move the guys you can move. And then with your mid-level exception, and maybe smartly through the draft, pick up some shooters, get a true point guard, and let's play basketball. God Heard damn it. first. We All miss right. sports. Let's talk about it. We Two talked parter. about it. That was it. a good one. I hope you guys listened because that was a good episode. That was a good episode. That was great. I that hope was it was fucking a, saved. It was a, uh, a lesson in history, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's play 2K. Let's play 2K. Yeah.